Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 118. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary alongside Mitch Anderson. Mitch, how are you doing tonight? I am doing uh, well, I suppose. I don't know. It's Christmas season around here. Like, we're we buying all kinds of Christmas gifts. So that I've just seen money flying out of my account right now, like $100 there, $100 there. And I'm going, where are we getting all of this money? Why are we doing this? <laughs> Gotta love the holiday season. Just buying crap for people no matter what. You gotta do it. It's just something that everyone has to do. Gotta suck it up, eat the money, and uh, pray you make it back in the new year. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have a cushion, so like we're not going in debt, but it's just kind of going like, ah, here's a new drill, brother-in-law. I hope he's not listening. Um, <laughs> here you go. I don't think he is. He's a Leafs fan, so... Um, here, like, and then I'm going, I could use these. These would be nice for me, but oh well, it is what it is, I guess, right? Absolutely. Uh, for me, not a whole lot going on. I was just telling Mitch before we got going that uh, it was the home opener for the basketball team at the school that I work at. So I got the broadcast going, everything was going pretty good. And now I'm here and ready to talk some New York Islanders hockey. What's the, uh, what's the team name? Is it like Wildcats or something generic? The sound. Okay. All right. Why? Uh, well, because the school is very focused on like audio, recording, music, communications, radio, stuff like that. Okay. And also sure. the Long Island sound too. So I think they're doing like a double double thing entendre there. there. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, that's fair. That's all right, that makes more sense. I thought it was going to be like something super generic, like, we're the Wildcats, like no. every other high school or college <laughs> seems to have. Just the sound. No, we were the Bulldogs in high school, which was super generic. We even had the clip art Bulldog, not even like we paid someone to do a Bulldog. No, no, full on clip art. Also, I went to school in the 90s, so clip art was the bomb diggity back then. <laughs> My high school team was the Cyclones, so a little bit different. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. A little less generic than the Bulldogs. A little bit. Le, le Bulldog. Anyways. <laughs> so with That's that, do you have an addition right. for us, Mitch? Yeah. So again, thank you, Piper. We're, we're coming to the end. Uh, we have a gimmick for the, the last, uh, for the, uh, going forward. But for this one, we are taking a player from the 2018 New York Islanders draft class. And we're dedicating this addition to him. And that player is Jake Pavanka. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have to know at this point I'm not taking like I don't know Kiefer Bellows or something no, I know but the, I was feeling pretty high after Robin Sallow last <laughs> week and now 
Oh my god. Okay. So uh, as as you all know, and if you don't, here's the deal. Not only do we dedicate this to Jake Pavanka, but we will come back to Jake later on in the show and ask Matt for re- pretty basic questions on Jake Pavanka to see if he knows anything about him. Because let's be honest, most of us don't know anything about these prospects until we're forced to look into it. Where we see an article like Jake Pavanka scores 15 goals and we go, oh, my God, what? Who is this guy? Uh, and then we find out the whole like bibliography on him. So we're going to try to do that now. Education. Education with fun. Edufination? Yeah, there we go. Love it. It's so clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start by talking about the last couple of games. So we recorded last week on Thursday because the New York Islanders played on Wednesday against the Maple Leafs and they won. The Islanders also won on Saturday and yesterday on Tuesday. So on Saturday, the Isles won 4-3 to in a shootout against the Flyers. And yesterday, a comeback 5-4 to overtime victory over the Penguins. You can't keep this team down. It's just not possible. It's not possible. We all thought against Philly, nah, it's just not our night, everyone. Against Pittsburgh, nah, it's just not our night, everyone. And then, boom, comes right back. Um, We won't go into full detail about the game. If you want to know more about it, we record a specific podcast on each game after the game. So once it's done, 20 minutes later, we get on the mics. We record a 20 to 30 minute podcast about the game where we go through game lines. We go, we're not game lines. What am I talking about? We, We go through the box scores, what I meant to say. We go through the actual events, the highlights themselves. And then we give our headlines. We give winners and losers. You get everything. Everything you want in a post game show is on our Patreon for five bucks a month. When you think about it, they play, they play a lot this month. There's nine. There's 12, 13 games this month. So do 13 divided by five. That's how much it's costing you per podcast. It's not much. No, and I'm going to actually do the math because I, I want to know, and I think the listener wants to know. That's you also get four mailbags, right? You get a mailbag show every week, and you get a newsletter every week. So you're getting another eight items for that five bucks. Plus all the content that we put up on the Patreon, which isn't a ton, but we I, I generally go there once a day. The community, they're vocal, so you get to talk with them every day, all day. Like You get a lot for five bucks. It sounds like a lot, but when you, you boil it down, you're going, oh, it's, it's kind of worth it. It's 38 cents a podcast this month. It's cheaper than coffee. Definitely cheaper than coffee. So absolutely sure into that. Definitely subscribe over there. The Islanders. Proved us wrong in a sense the last two days because, or the last two games, I should say, because it looked like they were out. And I know in both instances against the Flyers and against the Penguins, I caught myself both times. I said, oh, I guess this thing's coming to an end. And they won both games. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all said it, all of us. I, I think when it came to the Pittsburgh one, we were all kind of apprehensive because we saw it happen just a few days early with Philly, where we all said it out loud. I had the tweet. I know I did. I'm guilty, as I'm sure most of us are, of putting out that tweet saying, like, you know what? It's just not our night. We had the four-on-one. Couldn't score. We hit, like, 15 crossbars. Uh, yep. it's just We just couldn't get a goal to go in. And so you're like, you know what? It was going to come to an end at some point. It's fine that it's coming to an end now. That's fine. We're okay. And then, boom, they come back. And they're like, nah, ah, ah, Dikembe Mutombo styles. <laughs> no, no, no. Not today. I wish I could do a Dikembe Mutombo voice. That would be insane. Yeah, I wish I could do an impression like that. But nonetheless, the Islanders are rolling points in 15 straight games. We're going to get into more depth on that later in the show. We're going to talk about a little context in Islanders history, in recent NHL history, and get more in depth with the streak. But we just wanted to do a brief touch up on the last couple of games. There was only two to really talk about. But what we really wanted to get into was Derek Brassard. So 
ever since he moved to wing, Mitch, this guy has been on fire. He's been on fire. He's got, let's see. Yes. One. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say there. Absolutely. He's been, he's roasted everyone. Let's count it. He's got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eight. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 points. Yep. I, weird that you counted it that way, but yes. Yeah, he's at 14 points in, sorry, he's 15 points in 19 games. Yeah, but he missed be, one somewhere. Right, but 14 points since he's been moved to wing. Oh, yes, you're absolutely right. In yes, 10 games. Sorry. In 10 games. Yes. That's wild. 14 points, 10 games. So 1.4 points per game since. So if you do that, what is the math on that? So uh, he's we've already played nine at that point before he goes to the wing. So that's uh, 71 games, right? I did the math right on that one. No, so, 73 games. Uh, 1.4 times 73. 102.2 points. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, That's rich. Which is why, P.S., I looked up on all the scores right now. Leon Dreisel has 44 points in 23 games. That's He's on pace ridiculous. for 160 points. Maybe hit 200. Or sorry, 156. It's insane. Anyways, back to Derek Broussard, who's also insane right now. Because you're right. As soon as he put, he was put to the wing, and he was put to the wing not on purpose, right? This was, just, well, kind of. There was an injury, so Barry Trott says, well, I got to get a right wing in there. It's not really working with Josh Bailey. Let, let's try getting Broussard in there. Let's move him off the, on the, off the third line center's position and put him on the wing and see what happens. And boom, he starts bagging goals left, right, and center. Right? He went on like a four-game goal streak or something, if I'm not correct or mistaken. You are mistaken. It was a five-game goal streak. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> uh, five games with a goal, which is – remember, they, they sign him, what is it, August 21st, I'm pretty sure. He was left on the free agent bargain bin for a month and a half to almost two full months before Lulan Rose says, like, well, I'll give you a shot. We'll see what happens for $1.2 million. Yeah, and it's worked wonders because last year he bounced around. He was with Pittsburgh. He was with Florida. He was with Colorado. 70 games with those three teams, 23 points. Mitch, he's got 15 points in 19 games. <laughs> He's on pace for 65 points. I know he did the pace over the 10 games, but over a full season from the start, he's on pace for 65 points. Do you know what his career high is without looking? I'm not going to look. I'm going to guess 56. 60. Mm, okay. He's on pace to beat his career high as a 32-year-old, paying, being paid $1.2 million. So I, I did some more research on this. So we're paying him $1.2 million. I'm just trying to show the cost-effectiveness of his play. Sure. There are, I picked out another five players who also have 15 points on the season. There, there's a few, but there's a lot of defensemen as well, so I picked out forwards. The five that I picked out are TJ Oshie, um, Nazem Kadri, Jonathan Droy, uh, Rickard Raquel, and Sean Couturier. Not one of them make less than $3.5 million on, per year. Wow. With uh, Oshie making 5.75. So Oof. this is a bargain contract is what you're saying. Exactly. I know someone can come back and like, well, these guys have a bigger history. Like they've done it more more than than um, Broussard is doing. It's just I'm showing the cost effectiveness of this year because it's only a one year deal. This exactly. is ridiculous management and sensible management. You picked up a guy who, you know, whatever, we'll give him a shot, and then Barry Trotz turns him into a 65 point player. Yeah, I mean, pre precisely. 
Uh, is he going to hit that at the end of the year? I bet probably not. But he is doing exactly what you want from someone who's in your top six. And what's the one thing that we wanted going into the season, right? Was a top six winger. We got one. Well, actually, if you want to get technical, we got two because Anthony Beauvillier turned into that also. That's true. <laughs> we thought he could, right? Like he always had the potential and he was already there. But so we're thinking, all right, if we have him and assume he, got, he, he becomes a, a top six player, we still need another one because we didn't have one yet. And then you're going, all right, now we got too many. Now we have too many. I, I mean, more or less, yes. Right, we've got five guys for four slots with Anders Lee, Jordan Eberle, Anthony Beauvillier, Derek Broussard now, and Josh Bailey. We have too many top six players. I, I, I guess so, but that's a good problem to have. Oh, absolutely, 100%. At worst, you keep them all, and they all produce at a top six rate. Worst case scenario, you trade one off, and you get a better player out of it. That's a win. Yeah, I mean, that that's a great point. But I just wanted to hit on with Derek Broussard. The, what's weird to me is he played center his entire life. And yep. he started out this year ice cold as a third-line center. Ice cold. He switches yep. to a position he hasn't played in the NHL, and he starts producing. How does that make sense? Well, winger is not as difficult as a position as center. Like center, you're responsible for 200 feet, whereas winger, you're not necessarily responsible for that. Um, so if Barry Trotz saw that there was maybe a defective or, or sorry, a defensive deficiency in his game, he can isolate that by putting him out on the wing, saying that I know that if I put you on the wing, I don't have to rely on you so much for defense. You still have defensive responsibilities, but they're right. not as great as someone playing down the middle. So may, maybe that's it. And that lets him, you know, uh, shine more offensively. That's perfect. Why not? That's a, that's a win-win. Yeah, I mean, it's worked so far. It definitely well, to- has. To be fair, in the NHL, you see more wingers, or sorry, more centers become wingers than wingers become centers, right? That it typically only goes one way rather than the other. Yeah, I can't really think of too many instances where a winger became a center outside of like Otto Koivula. I'm talking at like the NHL level. Yeah, it, it does it does not happen very often. It's usually the other way around. Like, look at Alex Galchenyuk. That was a center through and through. He was going to be a top tier center in the league. He's a winger playing on the third line in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So like usually you have you have more centers or guys guys can play center but they typically go to the wing uh when it comes to NHL. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Anything else on Derek Broussard and his hot start? I I think you're right in saying that it's not going to continue and it, and it it could, I guess, but I, I just don't see it staying this hot for this long. Uh it, there's going to be a cool down period at for a certain sure. point and if he even regresses to 45 points that's a good return for him. Again, he's getting paid $1.2 million, and he hasn't scored 45 points, and let me look here, uh, since, seven, well, I guess, 17-18. He scored 46. So, that's still oh, a yeah. good return. No, it is. It 100% is. Like, again, like you said, he scored 23 the year before. Like, that's just... <laughs> that's so bad. That's so bad. Yeah, he wasn't... He wasn't very good. That's why he was on the market for so long. The Islanders said, hey, we kind of have a hole on the third line. And I mean, it makes sense. He's basically a younger version of what Valtteri Filippula was for this team last year. They're not the same player, but they're similar. They're guys who put up bigger numbers in years gone by. They're over 30 years old. They play center, but now in a smaller role. And Broussard, ironically, you put him in a top six role, not at center, but at wing, and he starts thriving. 
How much is this on his line mates rather than just him? I think it's probably a mix of that. I mean, let's face it. He's playing with Brock Nelson and Anthony Beauvillier, which is rounded out to be a real solid second line, instead of Leo Komarov and Michael Dalcole. Right. I, I 100% agree with everything you just said. And that, that's essentially why I said it, because I, I knew you'd say what I wanted you to say. Uh, and so much as like, yeah, he, you play with Komarov and Del Cole, you're probably not going to scorch the, you know, another team. You're not going to put up 65 point pace. You're probably going to put up 20 to 30 point pace, maybe. And he wasn't even doing that. Um, so it, it just makes sense that you put him with some more offensive players. He's going to be he's going to put up more offensive, uh, better offensive numbers. Right, and that's the thing because of who you're playing him with. On that third line, he was the most offensive player on that line. On the second, he's probably the least. Yeah, fair. What I would try to mumble through here is that I think his qualities shine better in a more offensive role than they do in a more defensive role. Right. I think that's fair. Yeah. So they just they put him in the right situation, which is all down to coaching. What's up, John Harper, one of my old podcast buddies who doesn't believe coaching matters. I That's don't understand. Crazy. Speaking of the great segue, Mitch, because our next topic is actually about coaching and Barry Trotz. So last year, Barry Trotz won the Jack Adams Award. Now, yep. granted, it's only November, but he's got to be a front runner for the award again. No, Mitch? I would say so. Yeah. Well, why not? Why? Why not? It's not to say that there aren't other candidates out there. It's just to say, is he a good candidate? Yes, he is. Absolutely. One hundred percent. You look at what he's done with this team. They're on a fifteen-game point streak, Mitch. They've been unbelievable to start this year. They're what second in the league? Second in the league, only to Washington. How is this possible? They have a fifteen-game point streak. They've picked up at least a point in the last fifteen games. Only one point. Only one game where they didn't pick up two, and they're still behind the Washington Capitals. How is this possible? They've just played so many more games. It's four game difference, right? That's true. Yeah, they have four games in hand, and they have five points on the Islanders. What? So like the Washington Capitals just keep on rolling, keep on rolling. It's ridiculous. They do. And yes, there are other teams in the league that have been just as good. Well, obviously, Washington, Boston comes to mind. But it's almost expected with those teams. With the Islanders, everyone's like, oh, this team's due to regress. They're, they're due. Well, yeah. uh, when, when is this going to happen? Because they just keep rattling off wins. It doesn't matter. They've had a million injuries at forward. Eberly missed time. Sezikis missed time. Martin, Kunakel. You go down the line, there's been a ton of forwards that's missed time. And they are still winning these games, Mitch. Yeah, so when it comes to the Jack Adams, there's really just two type of winners for the Jack Adams. There's one, you're the surprise team. So you you do something that was unexpected. You take your team to an unexpected height, just like the Islanders did last season with 103 points, was not expected. Or you completely dominate the competition, which is why, um, oh God, I already forget his name, the Tampa Bay coach. Why Connor? can I not remember his name? Cooper. John Cooper, thank you. Why he was nominated up there, right in in the, in the top three? Because Tampa Bay rolled the entire the entire league, the entire league. They just rolled everyone. Yep. Couldn't get it done in the playoffs, lols. But oh still, uh, but Barry Trotz is no longer the surprise candidate. The Islanders are no longer a surprise team, or they shouldn't be at this point. If you're sleeping on the Islanders, wake the hell up. Yeah, I, I just don't understand how this continues to happen. 
And it was a big storyline before the season started. And now it seems like that's starting to change from public perspective. But it still has to be mentioned. This guy has to be in the conversation because they just bought into his system so well. You see it. They are really buying in because there's no outside of Barzell. Is there really a big star on this team? No, not really. No. Not at all. Not even close, right? Like that's the, This team is built off of work ethic. It's built off of sticking to a systematic approach to the game. And it, it's it's working, right? They've, they've got how many points? 31 points. They're 15-3-1 this year. They were, I forget exactly their record last year. I think it was 48-28-8 or something ridiculous like Sounds that. Sounds about right. Um just they, they just keep on rolling. They're not obliterating teams. Like the, no. the last three games, they've won by a single goal. Uh, two of them in overtime, one in shootout, I guess. Um, they're not rolling everyone. They're just consistently winning. They're doing the things that they need to do, and they're doing them well. And that comes down to coaching. It really does. And it's not just the coach. It's the coaching system, the coaching right. staff, right? Like that 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 counts uh, Piero Greco and Mitch Korn. It counts Jim Hiller. Uh, I forget his other assistants for some stupid reason. I don't know why I can't remember their names, but it's a, it's a team effort and the team is pulling not only on the ice, but off the ice in every, in, in the right direction. Right. And that's another thing because technically they lost their starting goalie in free agency. Yes. Thomas Grice played a ton last year, but in the playoffs, who was the one starting Robin Leonard? So that goes to show you who kind of they relied on as their starter. He walks in free agency. They bring in Varlamov and they are still ranked as the best goalie tandem in the league after you replaced your starter. So Varlamov and Grice are doing just as good of a job as what Leonard and Grice did last year. So that has to be part of the mix too, in addition to the winning. Yeah, you're 100%. It has to be added to. I just wanted to give the names just so I could actually remember them. So if I speak them out loud, they'll stick in my dumb brain. Lane Lambert and John Gruden were the other two names I forgot. I don't know there why I go. couldn't remember them. It's maybe because I haven't had to write anything about them recently, but just now it's sticking in my dumb brain finally. All right. Whatever works for you, buddy. <laughs> this repetition repetition's a key to learning, I guess. So if Barry Trotz doesn't win this award, who do you think wins it? Dave Tippett, probably in Edmonton. Yeah, that makes sense. Like that that's the only one. Uh if not him, then uh whoever took over for Barry Trotz in Washington, I get I can't remember his name. Um, oh, this is gonna kill her. They're right, but so there's there's the thing here is that again it, it's either a surprise team or a dominant team. It's either one. Surprise teams usually went out over the dominant team. Even like even Tampa Bay, who had a, a league tying record last year, they tied the high the best record in the NHL, and he still didn't win the Jack Adams. That's how big uh, a surprise is. So that's why I think if he doesn't, it's definitely going to the Edmonton Oilers, assuming they continue in the trajectory they're on. It's Todd Reardon, by the way. Todd Reardon, that's right, yeah. Um, th- there's no other surprises, I-, I believe. Maybe Arizona, right? They're seventh in the league uh, in terms I of guess. points. Yeah, maybe maybe Arizona. I wouldn't be too surprised with that. Who would you say? Um, I'd probably, If it was someone besides Barry Trotz, I guess I'd give it a tippet. Yeah, that's fair. Um, do we want to talk about the fact that it hasn't, a back-to-back hasn't been done since 1988? I mean, yeah, that's a huge deal. Uh, it hasn't been done in what? That's thirty years. Yeah, yeah, thirty-one years. It hasn't been done. Thirty-two. Sorry, thirty. It'll be thirty-two. It'll be thirty-two. Yeah, Jesus. Hasn't been done in thirty-two years. The last guy is Shock Demouse, who, if I'm not mistaken, is an advisor to Lou Lamorello. Is he? 
I believe he hired him as a coaching advisor. Hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. I was pretty sure when he came on, Jacques Demers came in as a coaching advisor. Okay, Maybe I got my, cool. my Jacques wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was the one. Let me look it up now. I have to figure it out. Uh, anyways, yeah, I can't find it right away. Give me Not a, a big deal. Yeah, I'll, I'll come back to it in a later time. Um, but... He hasn't that hasn't been done since nineteen eighty eight in terms of back to backs. And only one coach has three Jack Adams trophies. Uh, Pat Burns. Okay. So I never got that. Yeah. Pat Burns. And I think it's three different teams as well, if I'm not mistaken. The Canadians, the Devils, and the Bruins, I'm going to say. Someone's gonna yell at me for getting that wrong. It very well could be. I'm pretty sure I got that pretty close. <laughs> so, because let me just look it up here. Uh, Pat Burns won his third one with Boston, uh, Toronto. Sorry, he won one with Toronto, and then the first one was with. Why can't I find the first one here? There it is, Montreal. So I got it, Montreal, Toronto, Boston. I'm How glad you remember that. Imagine you coach Montreal to go to Toronto to go to Boston. Ridiculous. I mean, that that's a great coaching career. That's true. Yeah, he was... They really bummed him around to get him into the Hall of Fame, but he eventually got there. Good. I think it's well-deserved. Yeah. So, yeah. Barry Trotz on pace, or it looks like he's on pace to get his third Jack Adams trophy, the second person to ever do that, and to get a back-to-back the first time since 1988. And I think that's only the second time it's ever been done in back-to-back years. I mean, are we surprised, though? Barry Trotz has been downright phenomenal since coming over, and we know he had success in Nashville and Washington, so we shouldn't really be all that surprised. It's, yeah, absolutely. Uh, P.S., it, it, it has only been done once by Jacques Demers in 86, 87, 87, 88 with the Detroit Red Wings. It hasn't been done before, and it has not been done since. So he'd be the second person to ever win back-to-backs and three in a row, or three overall. Wild. I mean, I... I I'm almost at a loss for words because everything this guy touches just turns to gold. It's f- truly phenomenal. Yeah, we're, we're deep in hypothetical situations here where we're talking about like what's going to happen in like nine months from now. But you're right for bringing it up going like he has this team rolling. He's got this team purring, doing exactly what he wants them to do. And they're winning. And they're not winning just, you know, a couple of games here and there, stringing together more wins and losses. No, no, they're just not losing. It's just it hasn't they have not lost once in the last what is it 42 days or something stupid like that uh october 11th right however long ago that was (laughs) much i was much longer shoulder in the tooth back then why do you always make us do math stop it we are not a math (laughs) podcast we have established this many times that we suck at this we could barely like walk and chew gum at the same time and you're trying to have me do math i can't do it how are we going to get better if we don't practice math how are we going to do it? I'm going to use the Irish way. We ignore our problems. That's what we do, and I hope they go away. <laughs> okay. How's that working for you? Not well, Mitch. <laughs> Not well. I still suck at math. <laughs> All right. All right. So with that, when we come back, what we're going to do is get into Ila Sorokin and his big decision. 
Welcome back to the Eyes on Isles podcast. This is Matt O'Leary alongside Mitch Anderson. We're talking New York Islanders hockey, and we're talking a big decision coming from Ilo Sorokin. According to Igor Aranko, he does not plan to stay in the KHL next year. He plans to come over and play in the NHL, which means you'll be a New York Islander. Oh, I love it. Dobre pujaluvats. I think that's how you say it. I may have screwed up the pronunciation there. That's welcome. Just essentially welcome. Or, not Pajalsa, you could say that. Welcome. Hmm. That's high. That's literally how they say hello in Russian. How is it? I, that just sounded like, I don't even know. I can't, that, there's no words there. You can, you can still say hello. You can say hello, actually. Hello. Yeah, hello. Or they say Zdrasvosya. It's a very Russian way of saying it. Zdrasvosya. Zdrasvosya. There you go. It's pretty close. They, they'd know. understand you. But he's coming. Yay! I mean, it's about time. Uh, we've heard about this guy. He was drafted in 2014, and he started putting up monster numbers in 2015. I want to pull it up because what this guy has done is just downright phenomenal in the KHL. I understand that it's different competition level, but you still can't discount the type of video game-like numbers he's put up over there. And he's still only 24 years old, by the way. Mm-hmm. Not uh, even in his prime in NHL terms. Like, they're, If they're willing to give Bobrovsky seven years at 31, like this guy's got <laughs> decades to play. Hopefully. Uh, so in 2015-16, that was his first really big year in the KHL. He had a buckle up, 953 save percentage and a 1.06 goals against average. What? With 10 shutouts. <laughs> That's crazy. That's absurd. Fair enough. He's playing with CSK in Moscow, which is their, their, the, the big team in Moscow. It's this, like the second biggest team in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so they, they get a lot, a lot more resources. They have better players than, than a lot of other teams. But still, he's still putting up the saves. Like He's still facing a lot of shots. Maybe not a lot. A lot for the KHL. Mm-hmm. And he's still stopping them. He's the best goalie in that league, bar none. Bar none. Um, he followed that up with a, with a down year, Mitch. He, he really struggled. The 929 <laughs> and a 1-6-1 goals against average. What a bum. <laughs> Uh, then we go 931, 1.59 in 2017-18. Last year, 940, 116. Not bad, not bad. And now this year through 18 starts a 938 and a 147. I want this guy in blue and orange, and I want it now, Mitch. Yeah, I, I understand a lot of people are saying, like, take those stats with a grain of salt. Like, oh, I'm taking it. I'm taking it with a grain of salt, and I'm going, all right, let's give me a 9, let's say 920 with a 230 goals against average I'm still signing up for that I'm signing up for that all day every day uh, yeah no you know no kidding yes and that's not assuming a Piero Greco Mitch Korn Barry Trotz system pumping right. up those numbers right 100% so that's why I feel like everyone's a little bit apprehensive and understandably so about him making the transition from the KHL to the NHL but if he is going to succeed he would have to be in this system, Mitch, because it seems like anyone can succeed in this system. Well, and I think that's helping the decision-making process. Like, he could have come over earlier. He chose not to because he's looking at this team going, like, I have to go play for the Islanders. Why do I want to do that? And I'd have to sign an ELC for at least three years, depending on when he was going to come over. Right. Uh, two last year, now it's one. Um, why would I want to do that on a team where I'm going to struggle? Now he looks at this and he says, okay, well, they're really good at teaching goalies how to do things and protecting their goalies, not only just physically, but protecting them from a lot of high danger opportunities. 
making it easier for the goalie. I can flourish in this system, and if I only have to play one year and they'll pay me, that's great. I'll go over there and I'll make like, let's say, two million with performance bonuses and so on and so forth in year one. He, I'm immediately going to jump to at least eight million dollars the next year. Do you think that much? Why not? Eight million is still a bargain. If you think you're going to get a guy for who's going to be top of the league, I guess. I guess. Right, like if you're going to give. Robin Leonard, or even not, you're going to give Simeon Varlamov $5 million. A guy who had a down year, who's not looking the, his best even just now, you know, but before he signed, and you're going to give him four years at five, and you're not going to give this guy more than that? Mm. He's going to get point. paid. No, that's a great point. And I mean, I hope he comes over and performs right away. I don't see why not. But now, another thing is because we're operating in the, under the assumption because based off everything he said, he, that he was interested in coming over to the NHL, Igor Aranko really believes that he's coming over to the NHL. What does this mean for the New York Islanders goalie situation? So, in 2020-2021, we're operating under the assumption that it is Sorokin and Semyon Varlamov. So that means that for the second year in a row, the New York Islanders are going to be letting a goalie walk in free agency. And what kind of sucks is Thomas Grice is putting up a career year. He's been downright phenomenal this year and he's going to get paid but it's not going to be with the Islanders Mitch I I can't see that happening I know I saw someone tweet out saying uh, well you know uh, Lamarill is going to put him in Bridgeport right and I, I, I really don't think so I, I no. really don't I don't think this kid is going to be like yeah I'll come over yes yes Lamarillo yes I will come to America and I will play but please send me to Bridgeport yes I am okay with that playing with the AHL instead of NHL yes thank you very much now no, that's ridiculous. He's going to play NHL. He's going to play NHL. Right, especially because he's older. He's going to be 25 for next year. And on top of that, you're not going to be able to get Thomas Grice to sign a one-year deal. So that means you'd have essentially three goalies locked up. If you sign, let's say you give Grice a four-year deal, well, then that means you have four years of Thomas Grice and three years of Arlamov. So where the hell are you fitting in Sorokin? If they're willing to move from Leonard, they're willing to move from Grice. It sucks to hear, but that's the reality of the situation. Yeah, and that's not to say like you can't enjoy the rest of the year. And I saw some people say like, okay, maybe maybe you trade Thomas Grice at the deadline. Well, no, you, you can't do that because how the Islanders are right now, they're in a position to win. You you ride it out. You see if it works. If they go on to some miraculous run and maybe and they win a Stanley Cup, like then yeah, you're still letting him walk at the end of the year. But you got to keep him for as long as possible and get the most value out of him. It does you no good trading him. No, it really doesn't. Like goalies don't necessarily swap at the trade deadline, anyways. Like that—that's just not something that happens. Specifically, when it comes from a contender, like they're not going to ditch their 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 big player before going into the playoffs without without a replacement. Like who comes in? Gibson? I hope not. No, I hope not. Right? Like I don't I don't remember how well Skarik is playing right now, but I know he's back in the ECHL. Doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter. Like he, he's not going to come in to be like, yeah, you'd be the Thomas Grice replacement. No, that's not going to happen. I, I understand the sentiment. Like we have to get something back for our asset. I get it, but there's also the idea of like you said, getting the value in terms of playing value, and you're going to get more playing value out of Thomas Grice keeping him until the end than you would trading him because what you're going to get back isn't going to be. It's not going to be one for one. No, of course not. So I, I'm with you. you. You keep him till the end. Unfortunately, but you keep him to the end and hopefully he does something uh, valuable so he gets himself a couple more million dollars out of it. 
Yeah, I absolutely. That's what I expect to happen anyway. I would hope. Like he deserves it. Obviously, no one's wishing him any ill will. No, that would be ridiculous. Um, but at this point, it, it's clear that the Islanders' future is set. Uh, well, maybe not clear. It's clear to me, but who knows? Uh, it just seems clear that they're really focused on getting Ilya Sorokin in. They've done everything they need to do to get him to come. He seems convinced to come. Everything seems to be lining up. It's all come together. Unfortunately for Thomas Grice, he's not part of the picture. Yep, you said it perfectly. And he's been a great Islander. We know what he did in 2015-16. He was great. Then they really rode him the next year, especially when they sent Halak down. And he was pretty good for them down the stretch that year. 17-18 was tough. I mean, he wasn't a good goalie. We've admitted that in years gone by and in episodes gone by. But what he did last year and what he's been able to do this year, he's been phenomenal for this franchise. And it's going to be a sad day when he goes. But unfortunately, that's what looks like it's going to happen in July. That's hockey, man. That's the business of hockey. They, there's a lot of tough decisions. Uh, there's more to come. Like, if you can't get on board with tough decisions, I'm sorry. This might not be for you. You're 100% right. So uh, anything else on Sorokin and his decision? Just looking forward to it. Hopefully it's a good one. I certainly hope so. So we hinted at it earlier in the show. We talked about the two wins. The Islanders' streak is to 15, Mitch, which ties a franchise record tomorrow, or if you're listening to the podcast on Thursday, tonight you have the chance to get a franchise record point streak at 16. I wanted to put this into context, so I wrote an article, Mitch, about the three times this has happened in Islanders history and what happened, and then also what has happened in recent memory. So I have some numbers for you that I want to share. Lay them on me. Okay. So, like I said, it is... I didn't say this yet, actually. So since the start of last year, this has been the third longest streak in the NHL, um, which is obviously pretty good. Apparently, there's been longer point streaks. Like I think the Bruins had 19, which is crazy, but I didn't really remember that they did that. But nonetheless, who cares? Um, it's Boston, right? I had the numbers, now and I just lost it. Okay. All right. Sorry. So what I wanted to do was talk about what happened for in the last three years. Okay. So there were 24 teams in the last three years that had double-digit point streaks. Really? Pre- okay. So that's a pretty good sample size. Of those 24 teams, 20 of them made the playoffs. Uh, that's fair. That so that's, sounds about right. The Islanders are looking at about an 83% chance of making the playoffs if, you know, everything holds true based on the past three years, which is, you know, a pretty reasonable sample size with the 24 teams. Yeah, yeah but like, if, if you think the Islanders aren't going to make the playoffs, I, there's just this, I don't know what to hell to help tell you, but like, you need some help because like, I, I have a hard time believing the Islanders aren't going to make the playoffs. Could they get like a wild card position? Sure, yeah, that's possible. That's still a playoff spot, though. Uh, it's just hard to see that like the, the this what is it, the floor fall out from under them. I just I don't see it. Okay, so looking at those twenty four teams, yeah, all right, four of those twenty four have gone on to the Stanley Cup final. So that is 17%, if you like to look at it that way. 17%. Okay. That's 
Yeah, that's that's fair because it's hard in the playoffs, right? Like we saw Tampa destroy the league and then gets what is it S- swept by Columbus? Please. But okay, let me put this into different numbers that might make it a little bit more appealing to you. Okay. How many teams have played in the Stanley Cup over the last three years? Simple math. Six. Six. So four of those six went on double-digit point streak. Right. Okay. So that's sure. better odds. That's yeah. I'm, I'm spin zoning that into better odds for you. That's that's one heck of a spin. Like you are. Wow. Yeah. All right. This sure. I'm okay. I don't know what you're trying to get out of me here, but I, I'm already with you on the like. They're they're going to make the playoffs. Are they? Is this streak mean they're Stanley Cup contenders? I'm not going that far. I got one more for you. Okay. Would you like to know the percentage of those teams that won the Stanley Cup? Yes. Two of those 24 teams have won the Stanley Cup, so 7%. Yeah, but, oh man, I I only care about making the playoffs. I really do because, like, we all know the playoffs are completely different. Totally different thing. I get what you're saying. Like, I think what I want to take out of this is that their success is not only contagious or not not contagious but is only is not only going to be conducive now to winning but conducive later to winning yeah i i mean of course but they what they're doing is they're putting themselves in a position with all rattling off all these wins and this streak where they could afford to fall out of it for a little bit because they afforded themselves that cushion they have the luxury of of losing. Like, they, can, they can lose, go on a five-game lose streak and still be like, lols, we're okay, Toronto. Um, <laughs> we don't have to fire our coach. <laughs> God, it's More on that later. Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest takeaway for me, is that they now have, what is it, 31 points? So they essentially have a third of the points required to make the playoffs, and they have not played a third of the season yet. No, yeah, that's... Exactly. So they're ahead of the game. Yeah. Well, exactly. And that, that's all I take out of it. I'm not going to try to like extrapolate whether they can win the Stanley Cup out of this. For me, it's they make the playoffs, and that's all they care about from there. And uh, could they make the, the the Stanley Cup Finals? Probably if they string things together. But they're at least winning around in my books. But they're making a dance. That's all I guarantee at this point. I, I think. That's all that counts. I mean, look, last year, did you think the Blues were going to win the Stanley Cup? Nope, you're right. I did not. So all you have to do is get in. And the Islanders gave themselves essentially an 83% chance just based off the double-digit point streak. They are in second place right now in the entire league. I mean, I know this is not a perfect roster. I understand that. But that you can't convince me that this team doesn't have a chance to go on a run. You just can't. It really makes you think, like, imagine if they did have a perfect roster. <laughs> I don't know. Well, everyone thought Toronto had a perfect roster. You brought them up. Sure, yeah, but they, they didn't. They had their flaws, but like they had a lot of firepower, and they had arguably a, a, the worst coach possible for that type of setup, which is hilarious. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Uh, what about Tampa? They've gotten off to a slow start. Yeah, absolutely they have. Look, all I want to take out of this is that they're – Way ahead of the game in terms of making getting to the dance, and that's all they care about right now is making the playoffs. From there, it's it's an adjustment to go as far as possible. Could they make a run in the playoffs? Probably. They 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 have they have what it takes. Um, but all I'm banking on right now is that they make the playoffs, and that's all I care about. Yeah, I mean, like we mentioned, that's all you have to do because unlike many sports, 
you can't really tell who's going to win the championship from the regular season. You can't. Most of the most of the time, basketball is the most obvious. You could pick the final out before the season starts. Usually, in most cases. Baseball is sometimes tricky, but usually you could pick out at least one of the teams who's going to be in there. Football, it's a little bit different because you have the bye weeks and the teams that usually get the bye in the playoffs go go pretty well. Sometimes you get a wild card team in there. But to me, the biggest one where you have no clue at all and upsets happen all the time is the NHL playoffs. And for me, like we've been hitting on, all you got to do is get in. That's it. There's been a ton of talks about this team being flawed, and I get that. I'm not sitting here saying that they are a perfect team. They're not, but they do things that Stanley Cup teams do. They are great. They have a great coach. They have great goalie play, and they have great defense. And they grind out wins. Like They're behind two games now, behind by two, behind by three, and still came back to win it. That's that's what you got to do in playoffs. So like We're down, we're down, we're facing the disadvantage, but we can pull it out and we have confidence in our ability to win. That's what you need going into the playoffs. So like, no matter what scenario, we have the confidence in our abilities to pull out a win. And the Islanders have that in spades right now. 100%. Got to love it. Anything else? Uh, that you wanted to add on this, Mitch? Not at all. I, I just love it. I I feel like we're in the 1980s that we're, we're going through another golden age. Um, but I, I maybe I shouldn't have said that because I'm speaking too too highly about what's going on. I guess you only talk about a golden age once you're done. I guess so. But you got to love what the Islanders have been able to do. You have to. You have to. It's remarkable. And if you're if you're sleeping on the Islanders, and obviously you aren't because you're listening to an Islanders podcast, if you have a friend that's sleeping on the Islanders, wake them the hell up. I could not agree with you more. So with that, Mitch, let's get into the quiz segment. I am ready. Do it. So as we said before, this edition of the Eyes on Isles podcast is dedicated to Jake Pavanka, who was drafted by the Islanders in 2018. I'm not telling you anything else than that, Matt. So here are your four questions, and they're four this time. Question number one, what position does he play? Defense. Incorrect. Oh. He's a forward, specifically a center. I took a shot. Yeah, you took a shot. That's all right. It's one of five. Uh, or I guess one of six. Question number two. Where was he drafted from? So I'll take the league or the, the team, um, but I, I'd prefer the team if you could. What do you got? QMJHL. Incorrect. He was drafted out of the USHL. He played for the U.S. National Honor 18 team. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> okay. Uh, where does he play now is question number three. Again, I'll take either the league or the team, but I would prefer the team. Uh, NCAA. Ooh, good call. Yes. He plays for Notre Dame. Okay. I would not have been able to get the college, but I figured he was playing in college. Yes. Last one. What's his production this year? How many points does he have? So you know he's playing in the, in the NCAA. You know he's playing for Notre Dame. You know he's a center. What's his production? Can I get how many games he's played so far? Sure. He's played 10 games. Three points. He's got three goals, but seven points. Okay. All right. Not too bad. My man's putting up numbers this year. He had 10 points in 40 games last year. Already a 70. Uh, sorry, 70. Seven in 10. Looking good so far for Jake Pavanka. All right, I will take it. Who was drafted in the fourth round, 103rd overall by the Islanders in 2018? 
All right. Not too shabby for a fourth round selection. That is correct. Good job by you. You got one out of four. That's something. All right. Listen, I I don't know everything, Mitch. I'll admit it. I don't know everything. <laughs> but you're an expert, Matt. I know. I, I'm trying. I'm trying. All right. When we come back, we're going to get into the social segment and what's trending on Isles Twitter. Welcome back to the Eyes on Isles podcast. Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson talking New York Islanders hockey with you. And now we're going to get into the social segment and what's trending online. Mitch, what do you got for us this week? So the first one comes from Eric Roth, uh, who during the Tavares game snapped a picture of someone by the ice. Uh, and uh, so this is at Emotrin, Eric Roth, who says, OK, not sure I get it, but OK, double exclamation mark. And it's a picture of someone with a uh, Tavares jersey. Uh, but they taped over the Tavares nameplate and wrote grocery shopper. Hmm. I thought you'd get it. I don't get it. No, I, I don't. Someone out there, please tell me what that means. No, I, I don't. I don't get it. That's, that's a chirp that I don't get. Usually I'm the one who's on the up and up on this podcast. Mitch, we need a, a younger person, uh, not a millennial. Is that possible? Like, do you want me to call Elliot down? He's sleeping, but like, I'll call him down. He's only four. I'm not sure he understands this yet. No, we need a Gen Z person. We're both millennials. There's another generation? Oh, my God. Yeah, for anyone, 97 to, I don't know, whatever, is Gen Z. How do you know this? Wow, this period of time is this, how do you it's, know I think this it's, stuff? I think it's 81 to 96 is millennial, I'm pretty sure. Ugh, gross. That means I'm a millennial. Yeah, gross. welcome to the club. Yeah. Uh, my, my best guess on this is uh, for a period of time, the Leafs, when they were really bad, put grocery bags over their head, like not the plastic ones, but the paper ones, uh-huh. and they cut a holes for their eyes. Maybe that's it, where he's packing bags full of Leafs misery. That's a stretch. That's a stretch, Armstrong stretch, yeah. but that's the best one I got. Okay. Uh, I really don't have a guess for you. I don't know. So, yeah. It's, apparently, there's, there's a question or a comment here in the tweet. It's from that NHL Network commercial. I guess he shot a commercial for the NHL Network where he packs groceries. Oh, oh yeah. I think he did say that he liked going grocery shopping. Okay. So you should have read me that comment. I would have been able to tell you. I didn't read the comments on that. It was Kim M, apparently. That was, there's a picture of her. So Kim, I, I don't, please justify that more. I need more. Oh, there, there she goes. It's from NHL Network commercial with Tavares. He said his favorite past, pastime was grocery shopping. Whose favorite pastime <laughs> is grocery shopping? What kind of stupid robot answer is that? He's a psychopath, man. He, we got a uh, one of the more underrated storylines from John Tavares is how much of a psycho he has. Like some serial killer tendencies with some of the stuff that he does. I like grocery shopping. I like to go to the store and a bleep blah bloop. Oh, I like this pasta. Oh, tomato sauce. Incorrect decision. Bleep blah bloop. Like I, I should have read the comments, I guess. So sorry, Kim, for not reading the comments beforehand. But my God, that yeah, that's a ridiculous. Wow. Unbelievable. I like grocery shopping. What kind of psychopath is that? I got one for you. So it's a reaction to the big news today. Mike Babcock, hate to see it. He is out in (laughs) Toronto, no longer the head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So uh, they are out. They promoted Sheldon Keefe, right, to be their new head coach. Yeah, who didn't see that one coming? Yeah, everyone in their grandmother saw that one coming. So this... Tweet comes from uh, Editor and Leaf, which is a another fan sided. Oh, you took that one, huh? Yeah. Okay. So, which is another fan sided site. They cover the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they said, "I mean, I'll take a struggling team with this roster, talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs, over an unsustainable Islanders team that sucks 
and is crushing it in November any day. Let that one sink in, Mitch. Let that sink in. Where yeah. the editor in Leaf or a, a Toronto Maple Leafs website is talking about how they're just ignoring every problem that their own team has. That they have four very good forwards, one very good defenseman, a pretty good goalie, and a depleted roster after that. And jabbing at a team that has rattled off points in 15 straight games, Mitch. Like, is the the win the point streak sustainable? No, of course not. No one, no one in their right mind is saying that. I also don't understand why they went after the Islanders because even in the, the the article they wrote, they don't mention the Islanders once. The comment, if I'm not mistaken, does not mention the Islanders because this is a reply to a comment based off of the firing, um, and that they don't mention the Islanders. Either. So it's just like a, a random putting in the Islanders. I'd rather this team than the Islanders. And you're going. Okay, cool. Like I guess, like you could take that, but the Islanders, if anything, have proved that they're a sustainably winning franchise. Like they win sustainably. They've done it over over a hundred games now. They have over a hundred and two games, not over a hundred. They have a hundred and two games with Barry Trotz behind the bench, and they've proven that they're a winning team with him behind the bench. So, would I take the the, the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, roster? Yeah. I would take a lot of pieces out of that Toronto Maple Leafs roster. Would I take how the Islanders are rolling as a roster? I would much rather that. At their work ethic, I would much rather that. Because apparently you can get the, you can do this with any team. It doesn't matter on the, the quality. Because we can both understand that the quality, at least on paper in Toronto, is higher than that in, 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 on, on the island. And we're still rolling. So I, I would much rather what the Islanders have cooking. A thousand percent. So... Uh, just had to put that one out there because that was a take that I thought deserved uh, criticism. Yeah, it's the the one the criticism that I have not not so much about that. It's just why would you want to bring the Islanders up? What are you doing? Why are you bringing this up? Just say you really like this roster and you want to stick with it, and you think a coaching change will, do, will get the best out of them. Just say that because you're right. You'll probably get the best out of this this team with a different coach. Look, we know Mike Babcock grinds on people. We know he does not become, or he, he loses the room after a certain amount of years. He's like the Jose Marino of hockey. After three years, it's done. Players hate him. Look at Mike Commodore. He hates Mike Babcock. He does. He was having a victory lap, and good for him. <laughs> um, so he, it's, just, it's just a weird flex, if you want to call it that. That's a good. You, that was a millennial talk. Weird flex. Yeah, good yes. for you, Mitch. So doing memes, talking about flex, man. I'm. I feel five years younger. <laughs> I love it. You got anything else for us? I have uh, three more. I've got a few more here. All right. Love uh, it. This one is from uh, Dave Pulaski at Dave Pulaski, P-O-L-A-S-K-I, who says, Cases Zeke is in his post-game interview. So this is um, against Toronto. It's a Kali effort. And Dave says, I have a feeling that'll end up on a T-shirt before too long. Yeah. A Kali effort? Big time T-shirt right there. That That's a T-shirt catchphrase. I I absolutely love that. I a Kali effort. That's a quality T-shirt idea. Because he doesn't just say that it's a Coliseum effort. It's an effort because of the Coliseum crowd. No, he even says the colloquial term. He says Kali. Ah, just perfect. God, I love that guy. He's so great. Both Dave and Casey. That is. Oh, of course, one thousand percent. I don't know Dave whatsoever, but just based off of this tweet alone, I already enjoy him. No. Uh this next one. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love it. Sorry. <laughs> this next one comes from Ryan Field, ABC. The New York Islanders have not lost 
in regulation in 39 days. They are fun to watch. What a streak. It's yeah. simple. It's from a blue check mark, and it's effective. Because it's <laughs> I just I want it, that's what I really wanted to hit home. 39 days. Do you know how much can change in 39 days, Mitch? A lot of underpants, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, hopefully 39 <laughs> t- different pairs. 39 days. That's incredible. A lot changes. The weather has changed significantly in 30. There's a lot of snow on the ground here. Is there? There's snow already? Oh, yeah. We have a snowman in the yard. I should send you the picture. The kids built a snowman just today. Man, I'm sorry, man. Uh, That's kind of depressing. Not really. It's Canada. We expect it. It's fine. Okay. Well, when do you... Over under April 1st for seeing the grass. Under. You're going to see it in March? Oh, sorry. Over then. Okay. I don't know how that was supposed to work. <laughs> it's very simple. It's, are you going to see the grass before or after April 1st? What is over is before all of a sudden? No, or under? I don't after. know. Is, is under is not as negative, so I figured that's longer. Over is positive, so I think, right? Oh like, I don't know. I forgot you had dyslexia. That's on you. No, that's on, you, that's that's on your dyslexia. <laughs> Okay, the the one I have here is sure. a reply that I got today from. Uh, so you, we all know who John Mastis is, or Mattis is, and if you don't, he wrote this a year ago. It's an absolute shame John Tavares was toiling away on Long Island for so many years. He's finally unleashed, and it's quite something. Okay, John, thanks for that. That was a year Talk ago uh, when he joined the Maple Leafs and was tearing it. Yes, John Tavares was good. He was good on the island too. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, we all retweeted that today to be like, lols, pie in your face. Anyways, I had, oh God, doesn't have an actual name. It's at 10JWC17. Get a real name, please. Please, just for my sake. Uh, and he says, shouldn't it read? It's an absolute shame the Islanders were toiling away with John Tavares for so many years. They're finally unleashed and it's quite something. Boom. Mic drop. I I couldn't have said it any better myself, Mitch. That is just truly phenomenal work there. It's good. It's, that's good. Oh, it's just it feels good on the in the soul. It just warms the soul in this cold, warm, uh, cold, warm, cold winter day. It's perfect. Love it. Uh, I'm I'm out. So do you have any more? I think you said you the, had one more. The last one. And I know it, it's it's a picture, but we've all seen it. Uh, it's a picture of John Tavares sitting on the bench mad. <laughs> any, anyone who puts that in any tweet doesn't even matter. It has, doesn't even have to have anything to do with hockey. I love it already. Oh, no. And that's that's trending all over the place. Phenomenal <laughs> meme. I am loving this new meme format. I am all for. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for this. I, I, I absolutely love it. It's perfect. Uh, Isles Twitter has been on fire recently, and I love it. Absolutely. So with that, I'm just going to get a couple plugs before we get out of here. So wherever you are listening to this show, please make sure to subscribe, give it a rating, give it a review. You got water all over me. I don't know. I'm trying to do the plugs and you like took your glasses off. You're going crazy over there. I took a drink of water in this stupid water bottle. The second I put it down, the water comes <laughs> splashing out of it. So I got water all over my shirt. It's all my glasses. God, I don't even know what to drink. He's a mess over there. I'm a mess. So wherever you listen, please make sure, moral of the story, make sure to subscribe, rate, review so you don't miss an episode. It really helps us out. We appreciate all the love and support from each and every one of you out there listening. Also, you can subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash eyes on aisles. Get yourself a post-game show for every single game, including the playoffs if the Islanders make it. Also, it gets you a mailbag show, which we're going to record after this. So you ask questions, we answer all your questions, go through. It could be about anything. And a mailbag um, newsletter, I meant to say. Uh, it gets you a lot of content. So five bucks a month, it's definitely worth it. 
You can also download our app available on iPhone or Android, the Eyes on Isles app, and visit the website, eyesonisles.com, for all your New York Islanders needs. Forgot about social media. Social media, Twitter, at Eyes on Isles FS. My Twitter is Matt O'Leary, and why Mitch's is at TLO Mitch. And Facebook, facebook.com slash Eyes on Isles. Now I think I got everything. There you go. I want to give one last shout out to to Ryan. Uh, you know who you are. He gave me a ton of information on on whiskey and and scotch and whiskey drinking. It was a, a lot of information. I learned a lot on whiskey today, or not even today, this week, and it's great. Thank you, Ryan. Absolutely, gotta love it. Uh, anytime you can get info on uh, the beverages, gotta love it. So I feel much smarter. So with that, thank you so much for tuning in to episode one eighteen. Make sure to tune in again next time. I'm Matt O'Leary. He's Mitch Anderson. We'll talk to you next time. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.